You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. Uh, planned uh, for November 11th. We got uh, a couple of Twitter spaces. Uh, we're bringing in a good friend. Uh, many of you guys know as Katie. Uh, Katie is going to be our kind of masters of ceremony MC. Going to interview the team. We're gonna kind of uh, we're gonna do like kind of road rules uh, after the show or like teen mom after after party type. Uh, you know, we're gonna get a little behind the scenes. I'm a little scared because I know the team's working on some stuff uh, and some things that stories they're gonna share. I'm not sure if it's gonna be all good light. It'll be fun light, but we'll figure all that out. But uh, with that being said, also it's been fun. You know, you know, kind of tying back into a lot of. Uh, you know, great interviews, great experiences that we've had here uh, on the podcast. And one of them that you might know, uh, it was kind of, we would kind of refer to this as the hungover in the lobby uh, interview podcast that uh, I was jamming out uh, with my boy, Travi. But at the time, you know, when I say my boy, we were we had literally spent a, a couple hours together in person. And we were hanging out in the lobby and having a good time talking NFTs. And I, I cut him off mid-sentence. and was like, shut up. You don't get to talk anymore. I was like, I need this to be recorded. You okay with that? And we went into the corner and recorded that. And so we've been hanging out here in London. And as you heard in you know, the last couple episodes, uh, we had some friends on the show that have been past guests on the show. And uh, back with us again, uh, Travi, thanks for, for joining us, my friend. Uh, what do you think of London overall? Give us your London take real quick. Hello, Gov. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, London, yeah, this was great. This was really great. So you mentioned how you know NFT NYC, when we had that chat, that was like our hungover in the lobby conversation this is our pre-hungover in the lobby conversation <laughs> amen to that <laughs> no it's it's been really good man and it should be a national holiday because you know what what you and your team is, have done with nft 365 and mint 365 is something that you know it, you, you talk about it being like a time capsule and so many of us have seen so many things over the course of the last you know 365 days go down and if you're a collector you're a builder you're somebody who's you know thinking about getting involved in web3 and nfts you know a lot of us have seen a lot of things happen. We've seen projects come, projects go. We've seen floor prices come, you know, get higher, get lower. We've seen the price of ETH get higher and lower. But uh, when you break it down to a real-life event, like an NFT London event, which, you know, I had the pleasure to be on a panel, moderated the panel, told some bad jokes, you know, kind of did, did my whole thing that I do on my podcast and just try to keep it light and, and keep it moving – um, there's really not a lot of things that are like that in the Web3 space. And a uh, thing that I really loved mostly about London, just like I talked about it in our you know, NFT NYC podcast, is meeting everybody. You meet the artists, you meet the founders, you meet the builders, and there's really not a substitute for meeting these people in real life. I couldn't agree more. But I also will say, Travi, um, as much as New York doesn't seem like that long ago, I believe that the Travi on the microphone back in that day, there was no podcast. There was a guy that was talking about one love and his love for being an investor, a collector. And I believe I even put you on the spot and you said, you don't think you're going to do your own collection. You're kind of figuring out what your role is. You've been heavily involved on the, you know, on the board with, uh, crypto chicks, OG collective. You, you've been, uh, you know, not only one of the biggest advocates there, but someone that is, uh, you know, proud of that project. You have diamond dogs who really, you put diamond dogs on the map for, you know, many people in our audience here. Trevi, a lot's changed since we sat in that hungover lobby, my friends. Talk to me a little bit about how that's gone for you, kind of finding 
you know, I, I think you had your Web3 voice that day when we were in the lobby, but I think a little bit of it was like you found your Web3 wings uh, after that lobby and you just started to be like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly. I'm going to drop this fired up on the blockchain, which everybody should go subscribe. You can hit the pause button right now in whatever podcasting app you're, subscri- you're listening to. Search up fired up on the blockchain. You'll see it there with Travi. Punch that subscribe button. Come back and listen to this episode because it is definitely worth uh, checking out. He's had some friends that you're familiar with, some friends that you're not that I haven't had on on this podcast and I've really enjoyed that. But Travi, I, I remember kind of pushing you a little bit on like content and what you are in this space. And you you are. I mean, you are a collector that I look up to. You've suddenly become a, a close friend of mine in you know recommendation for projects. We, we debate all kinds of things. Talk to me a little bit about that journey from where we were in New York, you go home and not only all in on Web3, but you're, you've been fired up since then. Fired up. That's, that's exactly right. So I was, I was on the collector side, but I was also on the more like the researcher side. Because you know, if I'm going to do something, I want to make sure that it makes sense. I want to make sure I'm doing it the right way for the right causes. So at that time, um, a lot of people out there who know me, who listen to my podcast, fired up on the blockchain with Travi. Uh, you, you, might, you might have heard my story. And I know I worked with kids with special needs, behavioral disabilities for nearly two decades. And that, that was my heart. That was my soul. That was what I did. I went into the inner city um, in the area around Newark, New Jersey. And, you know, I would go in there and a lot of the kids needed a lot of, a lot of help and a lot of things. And I, I tried to do my best to do some really great things. And it was on your podcast where the conversation around one love really started. And that's kind of become for, I, I don't, it's become a tagline almost of mine, what Travi bringing one love to web three. And I think a big reason for that is because I always try to bring one love. Like we talk, my daughter's middle name is Marley. I got a Bob Marley tattoo. I mean, yeah, I love reggae and, and I, all, all that stuff, but but it's really about that that message that comes across. And so we have all seen projects come and go. We've seen things that you know suck liquidity out of the market. We've seen, for you know, say what you will, but we've seen certain influencers influence certain projects and uh, make a lot of money and then and then leave and and that kind of stuff. But I didn't want to be, I didn't want to drop a project for the sake of quote unquote just making money. If I was going to use the blockchain for something, I'd want an activation of something that really made a big difference. And the difference between NFT NYC and this is that since then, the IRL experience and pe- meeting people like you and Jordash and Katie and you know some of the people that I've been able to r- not not just kind of make friends with, but kind of really working with, advising with. It's really kind of changed my perspective on how I can really facilitate the blockchain and NFTs to do good. And that's really where my whole One Love and Web3 comes from. And that's where it's going. So to make a long story short, I found something that I think is going to do some good in this space. So I'm, I'm happy to finally announce that I am somewhat transitioning from that collector side and supporter side to finally being able to drop some good stuff and really activate, um, activate some NFTs in a really positive way. Well, and you've been on a journey, no doubt. And, uh, and I think the beauty of your journey is that you've led with your heart the whole time. And we do have, we have another guest we're going back into the, into the show, uh, here now. Jordash is here as well. And I have to say, we, we are all three dads. So I think we have a little bit of one love for that way. And we also have to recognize, I said this on multiple episodes recently, the sacrifice to experience these IRL things cannot be under 
understated. And uh, Jordan mentioned it. I tweeted it the other day. How pissed off I, we were that people use their ability to be approved as a speaker to get their speaker pass and then to not even freaking show up to their damn panel. And to me, it's it's disrespectful. It's a bad name for Web3. And I sure as hell hope the team over there at NFT NYC, and I would argue, you know, if you're uh, an event coordinator right now, uh, take notice. Take notice of those that, you know, were bragging about, you know, the clout that they got for being approved as a speaker. Because I will tell you, I have a, I have a DM and a, and a text message full. When I put that tweet out, it didn't go as viral as I maybe thought it might have. The amount of DMs of people so sad because they, they got to know to speak here. They were willing to spend their money to come over here, spend their time with the panel and not show up. And Travi, I would say one of the things that you've always done really well is not only been an advocate and ally and support of, uh, of, you know, of women-led projects, minorities, talking a lot about your background, but Jordash, you've done the same. And, and I'm curious, Jordash, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass you the mic. And I'm curious from a, from a standpoint of like the journey and like even from what you've seen from, you know, being involved with the podcast and being involved with a lot of projects, advising a lot of projects, Talk to me a little bit about what, what's your take on like not only the need for love and one love and kind of heart-centered people in this space, but heart-centered people that are willing to actually back up what the hell they're actually saying. Yeah, so, uh, you know, um, I, I always look at this space. It, it, we're, we're going through this, this process of an evolution, right? And, and, and an evolution of the creators, but also an evolution of the holders and the people participating in this in this space. And it's it's... I always say history doesn't repeat itself, but it leaves, it leaves clues. And, 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 and fans, well, I know you can relate to this. You know, we look back 10, 15, 20 years ago in the, in the pre-social space. And as we've came into this social space, we're seeing a lot of trends. We were talking about the, uh, the Spotify, um, uh, the Spotify, um, documentary on Netflix. And the, we, we saw a lot of parallels, what was happening in the music space during that documentary and what's happening in this space. And so going back to what the, your original question was, it's holders are getting more sophisticated, right? Meaning they, they want more from the, from they're, they're expecting more from the creators, right? Where there's, there's not any, you can't just throw a project up right now and mint out and, and expect to have a reputation, right? Um, or a, a good reputation intact, right? The blockchain doesn't lie. We say that all the time. And there's a lot of people in, in about two to three years, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to have receipts coming because they did, they did some things to get a couple commas right now and it ain't going to be worth it. But the, the people that are building right the people that and it, 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 you may not sell out a clock. We were talking about the selling out of a project. That is a vanity metric. If you sell out in, in in two days, three days, great. But are you bringing the right people in? Are the people that are going to be the ones to help you achieve? Like Travi was saying, help him achieve what his ultimate goals with his project. Are they going to be the right people? Your first hundred people in your project, the most important. So take your time to get the right people in it on the foundation in because there, there, there's going to be bumps in the road along your project, and you need those people that are going to support you and be with you and ha- and accept you and be transparent that you can be transparent with where you don't need to hide if you mess up something and you can say hey guys it's going to take a little bit longer but here's why that's those are the type of people we need to have and and and, and we're just going through an evolution and so the people that don't want to play around this they're not going to be able to build they're not going to be able to attract that that community and so having this love for both the community that so as you're a creator having the respect and i see this happen to uh, weird i was literally just talking to you about this fans this is your podcast Right. And this was a this was a grind. And and but when we can come to a conference like in London and you got people in Europe coming up to you like you're the NFT three sixty five guy. Oh my gosh, I love this. I was listening to your conversation after your talk. There was a guy that that he was a music guy 
And he all of a sudden you were you were able to impact him with your words that now he launched forty four collect or forty four pieces as an artist that his dad he he blew his dad's mind because he's now a creative that's actually can he can make money in the space doing the things he loved. So this is that's the type of people that we need in the space to be able to activate these people that are holding back that aren't pushing the damn button or picking up the damn paintbrush or picking up the damn microphone because they don't feel that they can be successful in this. And so sometimes. It's a lot easier. I, I say this all the time to my clients. It's hard to see the, the label of the bottle inside the bottle. So it's, when we're trying to do something for ourselves, when we, we cannot look outside the wine bottle for inside the bottle, we can't see the label on it, meaning we can't see our, our weak spots. We can't see someone's going to have confidence in us that we don't have confidence in ourselves yet. But we just need those people around us to be able to do that. So that, that, that is the type of one love that we need to have in this space to support the people that are willing to take that, that time to build something that's going to last, not just quick dollars, quick commas, and that are actually going to be able to deliver on something beyond just a PFP, but be actually have an impact in this world. I, I love that, Jordan. I love the the passion behind that, and I'll say, you know, I am, I'm proudly, you know, signed on to be, a, you know, a partner with with Travi and the journey that he's launching and, and going on. And you know, Travi, talk to us a little bit about that because it aligns to what Jordan was just saying. And I think one of the most beautiful things is Travi's has the receipts already. He has a he has a stack of receipts, but even when you have a stack of receipts, it doesn't mean that shit comes to us easy or anybody can do anything, right? And so, Chavi, talk to us a little bit about you know where the project's at now, some of the things that you put out recently. I know in a tweet, and we'll talk a little bit about like what that means, kind of inspiring others, because uh, I know one love will be not only your holders and the impact you'll make, but the amount of people that you're going to get the help that were you know in a situation or maybe a space that you felt uh, you were in as well. So, give us a little bit of that. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head, Jordash hit it on the head. I, I don't think that you could really go ahead and do something now unless you're activating the blockchain for an actual purpose. I think that there's too many people who have come and there's too many people that are left in this space that are that are smart now, right? The builders are the people left in the space. So talking about getting the right people into a community, that one love kind of side of things that we talked about. Jordash, the other night after we walked, the, the three of us and, and Selly of Crypto Tech Women walked through the rain for three hours and finally found a place to eat and we got there and we, you actually were one of the main people who told me the things that I needed to hear about being able to see the wine label from the outside of the bottle, right? And I do want to say this too, if it wasn't for, for people like yourself and you, Fanzo, and some of the folks I have on, on my advisory team, and you know, big shout out to the advisors that I've been working with pretty much since, or since the very start, like the very beginning of the summer. So our advising team, a lot of people out there don't know because I haven't shared too much about this publicly, right? It's, it's Fanzo. It's Maddie Lieber, COO of CryptoChicks, formerly Facebook, Meta, Google. We've got Selly from the Crypto Tech Women. We've got Leslie, who a lot of people know at La Capitana, right? We've got, you know, a lot of people, if you go, the website is ogjourney.com and you could read a little bit about what the project that I'm coming out with is all about. But the thing is, it's not a project, right? I'm building a brand and I'm building a cause. And what I really want to do is drop a cause on the NFT collector's head that they say, wait a second, I'm actually doing this for a reason. Uh, yes, I'm doing it for art. 
Yes, I'm doing it because there's partnerships and brand and utility cases. Yes, there's a storyline. Yes, shout out Tyler Vaughn. He's been working on this art since the I don't even since like the springtime with me. You might know Tyler from the Crypto Dads team and some of the, some of the things that he's dropped. Really, really cool comic book style. Like the, the art is sick. But the activation is that my number one goal, my number one cause is that I finally, now that, you know, having seen what I've seen working in school systems, and I know it's not like this with every school system, right? But the kids I've worked with, the kids with special needs, behavioral disabilities, they need something that's going to enlighten them, that's going to make their creativity come alive, their inspiration come alive. And I've seen too much funding get stripped from programs that they need in order to be successful. And what I'm talking about are things like the arts, like music, art, theater, even STEM programs. And what I'm going to do is create our own grant program that's going to fund specifically to these school districts. And it's going to come directly from the Mint into a separate wallet where that's going to directly go. It's going to be on chain so people will be able to see exactly where it goes. Because what these kids need is something that inspires them because otherwise, what are we, right? We're in school and we're just kind of like a like a robot that's not even really turned on and activated yet. That's a hint to what some of the initial art's going to be, by the way. But you know, over time, it's not just okay, I'm buying an NFT. It's that these kids are going to be directly impacted on a real life level. So, and we'll get, speaking of receipts, like we'll get information back from the teachers who literally have to apply to us to get the grant funding and we'll be able to award it directly to them. We'll be able to see what it's used for, whether it's instruments, art supplies, after school care programs, those kind of things. And listen, that's for the kids that are doing this now. But what about the people who were kids who understand how important it was to have these art programs? Yes, I'm talking about you, the NFT artist out there. So one of the subsections of my entire goal is to support artists who are currently selling their art on the blockchain as a way of life. Because, listen, they understand what it was like to need the arts programs. They understand what it was like to need. And listen, some of my favorite people in the NFT space, yes, of course, I'm friends with a lot of you out there, collectors. What's up, everybody? What's up, OG Collective? Hey, everybody. But a lot of the people who I've really gotten to connect with are musicians and artists and all those things. So we see now the impact that they're making with Web3 and the blockchain. I'm sorry I'm getting a little fired up in this hotel lobby. People are staring at me. But we're going to give back to the people who are currently paving the way. And we're also going to give back to the the kids who are going to be along that same journey. That's why the name of the project is called The Journey. My man. So, So, Travi... We, we knew each other on Twitter before this trip to London, right? We knew of each other on Twitter. I knew him from the podcast. But, um, you know, the time that we've got to spend together, you know, just in the three days, right? Like, dude, like what you just laid out right there, we don't need the word roadmap anymore, right? You, you legitimately laid out a vision, a mission, and you're building a brand. And one of the things that you said specifically, I want to highlight, this isn't a project. I, I've talked to fans all about this before. I can't stand when these... NFT businesses call themselves projects. A project is a short-term beginning and end, and they're and it's legitimately uh, it removes their thought process of how am I going to run this like a business because it is a business. You are attracting customers, you're delivering a product and service, and you're t- you're, you're actually taking in money. Right at the end of the day, you have resources that you need to be a steward of those resources to deliver what you said you're going to deliver. And when you consider that if you talk about a project, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about the people out there. If you're listening to this, it is beyond a project. So you're building a brand and that's the right mindset you need to have. Right. And one of the things we were talking about the other night in our, in our sushi spot, um, was 
you know, you already had this happens a lot. I've seen this happen all the time in the entrepreneurial world, right? I've been in the entrepreneurial world for 12 years, right? In the digital side of things. I've watched, I've consulted, I've worked with a lot of projects. And this happens all the time. It doesn't matter what level you're at. And it's even more so in this space. Everybody has imposter syndrome. Everybody. Every level you get to, you're gonna have imposter syndrome. The the, the biggest celebrities that we know of today still get imposter syndrome before they go on stage, before they go to the movie, whatever it is. So one of the things that we have to be aware of is we have to realize that nine out of 10 times, we already have the answers inside of us. We're just looking for outside external validation to give us that confidence to actually go push the damn button or to actually go take that step up or in your case, to kick off this project. You already had all this stuff in you. This is what I was talking about the other night. I was like, dude, you, you have it. What are you waiting for? And there's a saying I always talk about, be, do, have, right? It's a philosophy, be, do, have. If you want to have something, you got to do something. If you got to do something, you got to be somebody first to be able to do that, to be able to have that. So sometimes you have to say, I'm an, what would the person like, if I'm running a project, what would a, a project owner, excuse me, a business owner, how would he act? What would, do, what would he do in the morning? What would he do if I'm in an uncomfortable situation? I need to break through that and do that, become that person so I can go do what I want to do and I can have what I want to have and hit that mission. That is what I'm seeing you do. And whoever's out there listening to this right now, keep this in mind. Remember what Fanzo said a year ago, this isn't the same Travi that we have now. Now this dude's about to not just drop a collection how many kids are he, is he going to impact? These are ripple effects. You are dropping that first drop in the, in the pond that are going to start creating ripple effects in this creative arts area inside the schools that you're now going to be able to start creating the next generation of, of artists, of musicians that are going to go impact and uh, have tremendous impact on other people's lives. So every child that you go through this program that gives them that, that, that education and those resources to go do what they want to do. They're going to impact even more people. That's how you're going to put your dent in this space. And this is, this is the, this is the power that we have in this space is now you can do this in a, such a transparent way with the power of the blockchain technology to ensure you are actually the resources you are doing. You are being a good steward with them to actually have the impact that you want to have and deliver that down to that level and make sure, like you said, bring those, bring those receipts back. That's why I'm, I'm super excited for you, my man. Thank you. And, and if, if you're listening, obviously, we're having this conversation live. If you haven't been to an NFT conference or you're interested in being a part of it, this is what it's all about. Because I got I to tell you the truth. These ideas that Jordash reinforced and that Fanzo reinforced and said, lead with your heart. Like, this is what you're all about are the same exact conversations I had with some of the advisors months and months ago, right? And if I had just pressed the damn button at that point, you know, who knows, right? But you kind of think, you talk to different people, you talk to different collectors, you see trends in the market. And you, you know, I didn't second guess myself in my cause and my vision, but I definitely didn't want to be grouped up with, you know, an influencer who's in it for something other than himself. So I'm not in this for me, right? I love the fact that people know who I am. I think it's really cool to talk on stages. But I have to tell you, having been here at NFT London, talking with you, Fanzo, and you, Jordash, and I do have to talk, uh, there's a few other people who literally sat me down and just said, you can't not, the same way my wife said this about my podcast, you can't not do this. These people literally were shaking me, like, you're leading with your heart. So the conversation I had with Maddie Lieber about a week ago, right before I left for this trip, she was like, Listen, Travi, there's a lot of people who ask me to advise on their projects. I don't, I can't. I'm literally leading an entire brand right now that's, that's doing amazing things. Check out Crypto Chicks, everybody. But she told me, 
it's it's your cause. It's what you want to do that had me sign on with you. In the back of my head, I'm thinking, well, I just thought you wanted to do it because you were my friend. But no, no, for real though. Like she's doing it because she she understands and she believes in that cause. And on this trip, there are definitely a couple other people who did that for me as well. So I do have to shout out the power of women. Absolutely, 100%. Leah and also Kate Phillipson at Leopard's Lunch. The two of them and of course the Avril team. They sat me down and they said, we need we need you. We need people like you who are going to do these things that they stand by. And that's just, and that's just it. Lead, lead with your heart. And I'll tell you, you know, you brought up, you know, I love that Travi. And I, and I know Jordash brought up the imposter syndrome thing. Right. And I think, you know, you're right now you're rocking a, a spotty Wi-Fi hat and, you know, some people here at London believe they met spotty Wi-Fi multiple times. Uh, and it was Travi, uh, not spotty Wi-Fi, but like what, what, what hit me, what, one of the things that hit me in this conversation, right. Is, Imagine the, the the spotty Wi-Fi five years from now that only believed in themselves to create music because they were funded in their school to create a program that kept music in their ear that, that let them believe that allowed them to get through the school system, right? There's many of us that felt lost, felt never heard. We had no place, right? And imagine that person, right? Like that's those ripple effects that, and so for me, the, the getting over the imposter syndrome, the, it's not getting over it, right? It's shifting the perspective because getting over it is like, I mean, dude, I'll tell you what, everyone always thinks this podcast is like the easiest, you're doing this every fucking day. Like I'll tell you, there are plenty of days where I'm like, why am I the one talking about this shit? Like there are plenty of other better people than me to talk about this. But then my, my head, like that guy you mentioned that was in, in, that came up to me in London, like I had no idea that there's a musician in London that could not figure out how music would make an impact on his life that then brought his dad to an event to, to meet me to just to say thank you because of a freaking podcast that I'm creating on, you know, in the, in the East Coast of the United States. And so I will say, like, I think that's an important thing, but I think something else that I wanted to bring up, Travi, on your project, and this goes into what, you know, Jordash and I have talked about a little bit as well, is that, you know, having a lot of our peers in our corner and we were friends with a lot of like uh, collectors. We share a lot of projects together just because we respect the the people and the projects they're in. Doesn't mean we have to respect their opinion or view on something that we're going to do that maybe they don't get or they can't do themselves. And I think that's a hard thing to learn. And I I've shared this on the podcast before. I'll share it again. One of the biggest aha moments I ever had as a speaker was I had to separate my speaker peers and the people that, that I was willing to let be my speaker influencers who was going to be that influenced me? There were people that would post on Instagram and they would make these comments about their speaker journey. It would piss me off because I'm like, shit, I'm doing it wrong. The way they're doing it's right. And I would change what the hell I was doing. And then I'd be like, oh, I lost myself. And then I'd go back and do it again. And then I was like, wait a second. They don't share my same vision. They don't share my same purpose. And, it's, and I had to recognize that it's not me disrespecting them or respecting them less as my peer. It's more recognizing that in this space where I'm at, that the things I'm going, if they're not completely aligned with my version of success, then I can't let them impact my version of success, right? And I think, you know, the, the difficult part, I think for a lot of us is that the more you come into this space, the more you set in, the more you're surrounded by a bunch of great people. But let's just be real. There's a lot of great people to give us a lot of bad advice. There's a lot of great people that there are some people that are like, you know what? You shouldn't draw a project. Just keep it a collector and making millions. You're doing all your thing. And in your head, you're like, you know what? They kind of got a point. But then when you, you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, what gets me up in the morning? It's those kids that might not have art in the future, that might not have music in their school, that have that after school program that they have a choice to ride the bus home and hang out with the wrong people or to stay after school and be able to be impacted and shadowed and ride the right people, right? And I think, you know, as a dad, as a neurodiverse kid that felt like, like, why is it, why can't I do the basics, right? And I never being seen. And so, you know, 
Travi, one of the, one of the things I just want to throw out your way, you know, as you've been on this journey, like the thing that we talk about receipts, you know, receipts come in many form and one of the receipts that people love to look at is like, what's in your wallet. <laughs> and I'll just tell you, that's not a receipt for me because it's, it's not what's in your wallet, but I would argue that it's what's in your wallet that I can go talk to people on those projects that you've made an impact with that you've got to know with, because there's a lot of people that got great wallets that have not done shit for that project or the community or the people in there, right? They're riding that train and Hey, there's nothing wrong. I am the anti, I will not sell shame. I will not flip shame, but we also have to recognize those people aren't the people we need to let into our corner, into our, you know, into our world. So I'm curious, Shabby, from your point of view, like you mentioned IRL events, what are some of the other things that you've done since like you could go back to New York, but even, even a little bit before that, that have allowed you to not only be surrounded by your OG collective friends, right? By Fly Fish Club and some of the other projects that you are, you are very heavily deep in, but you've been able to, be able to associate yourself and go much deeper in relationships with people that are founders of great projects. You got, you know, duck master who uh, is a friend of yours. Like there's some people that are in your corner that let's just say it's not just because you're collectors and investors. Right. And, and you hear Jordash's passion behind that. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, when we, when you surround yourself with good people, we recommend good people, right? We, but for a lot of people out there right now, what they're thinking is like, crap, I don't have a Maddie. I don't have a Fanzo. I don't have a Jordash. I don't have a Katie. I don't have a Leslie. I don't have a a, a Sally or Eth Barbie or both because I messed, <laughs> messed messed that up. But talk to me a little bit about some of just like the the tangible things that you've been putting in from from day one for you. And you weren't doing it like being methodical, strategic. Like, hey, I need to cash in all this social equity so that I can use it. But give people some of those things that you were doing and you still do that have allowed you to build that rapport and that like uh, that like community that you have? That's a really interesting question because like you said, I didn't do it from the vantage point of really trying to like get ahead or anything like that. Like, And that's a big part of is just being authentic. I think you and I talked about it in June on the episode is, is like, don't be afraid, you know, to take chances or like have no fear. But you know, then when you take that next step and it is time to do something, it's not necessarily fear, but like that imposter syndrome is no joke because then you're in a, a whole new category of people. You're, and I know you went through this as an AI artist and you're in a, now a category of artists and you're like, wait a second, like, am I an artist? People tell me I'm an artist. So for me, it was really just a lot of curiosities because I know in the back of my head, I'm not going to do something just so I can make money off of people. And I'm going to take a step back from that. I actually made six AI art pieces just to kind of test really, is anybody watching? Is anybody listening to my podcast? Does anybody hear me out there? I just made six. They all sold in a couple of days. And I was just like, first of all, I was incredibly grateful. I know all six of the people in the space, right? So that's a pretty cool part. But I got to be honest with you, an overwhelming sense of responsibility rushed over me. And I said, I have no idea how these founders, not not the ones that are continuing to build, but the ones that maybe have come and gone, how they had the gall to just peace out. Like, I just have no idea how you can do that to somebody. And so much so that like, so we're, we're talking about building and the things that I've learned over this, like people reach out to me all the time, like either, either they want to come on my, I'm sure you, you deal with this all the time, come on my podcast or they say like, Hey, I want to give you this amount of ETH to talk about my, my project. But for real, like me promoting a possible rug is really not on brand for me. I know it's not for you either. I'd, ra- I'd rather make no money if it meant me making some money in my entire like listening community uh, you know, loses theirs. So what I started to learn is really you just need to 
like lead again, like I said this earlier, lead with your heart, ask the questions that you're interested in because you know, the things that you want to do in this space are very, very possible. Like for me, my, obviously I have a family. I, I love my family, love my friends, but I love, I love the students I work with. Like these are the kids I want to impact. And I knew if I ever did anything in this space, it would have to impact the youth, right? And so the journey itself, that's what I call it the journey because not only is it my journey of like my teaching career and then eventually my bridge into web three, but you know, think about it. We're rewarding, hopefully rewarding, right? Like the people who apply for a grant, right? Whether it's music, art, STEM, any of those things. And we're going to bring them along their journey to hopefully be one day a really successful artist, musician, right? And the people who who I have a lot of respect for in this space are the artists, are the musicians. We talk about people all the time. You mentioned Spotty, right? I love what all the musicians are doing. Spotty, you know, Sammy, Ariaga, right? Dill, um, Ray Isla. Like these are the people who are they're doing some really incredible stuff for the future musicians in this space. But how did I get to a point where I was like, man, I really just want to put on an NFT project or an NFT brand or a long story with several characters over the course of a long time. These are all hints, obviously, everybody of what's coming. But it was asking founders like questions that was what I had. I had no asking them the questions. I had no end game. I was seriously curious about how they were able to do this, how they were able to build a brand and how they were able to do things like, tell me a little bit more about, you know, the utility. Like I understand that, you know, you're, you're allowing, Oh, holders can have tickets to sporting events. Holders can get tickets to your concerts. Conversation I had with spotty directly. He's like, yeah, I I had so many ideas for to token gate things, right? My concerts, my merch and that stuff, but doing that stuff isn't easy. Now you could totally end the conversation there. Right. But I said, tell me more. What, what did you have to do next? Like it wasn't easy. So then what was the next step? Because I'm legitimately curious. And I really believe that this blockchain technology is going to open up so many doors for people. There are going to be transactions that were, listen, all of us have watched wallets. We've seen mints happen where we've seen hundreds and hundreds of, you know, this one particular NFT going into this one wallet, hundreds and hundreds to this other wallet. So the blockchain doesn't lie. And you know who else doesn't lie? Travi doesn't lie. I want everything that I do to be transparent. I want the funds that go to these kids that are going to come directly from somebody make, putting their hard-earned money into a, a JPEG to really be something that they can be proud of, right? And that kid one day will go along that journey to hopefully one day be an NFT artist that they'll be able to make their own money, their own ETH. So I guess the, the long story short or the long story even longer really is that I was able to work on NFT teams. I had really good people that I can talk to. I can ask M and I can ask Maddie, you know, and I, I can ask some of the, the you know, the how, new. How did you get on those teams? How, how did you become, you just asked and said, hey, get on my team? Or was there like a call out there? You had to put yourself out there and get voted into some of these things. Yeah. So, you know, obviously everybody knows I wear my heart on my sleeve with crypto chicks and uh, the community had to nominate members of the community to be a part of this council that would help to shape kind of the, the future of what crypto chicks was going to be, be going to be so we'd meet pretty regularly and uh, i had no idea at the time what they were going to be like i didn't know what it was going to be like to work and within. anybody could apply right well you had to be nominated right well, well i be, think you can apply okay, too. you could apply or be nominated anybody anyone could right yeah but, but you also have to be someone that steps up and executes right and steps up and put your word on on the line, right? And I think for those that are listening to this, right, there's an element of like the opportunities are there. 
Like there, there's a lot of what can be looked at as privilege, and there's some really shitty influencers in this space that want to create a giant ass chasm between how they got to where they are and how everybody else is. But in uh, many of the cases, and I and I, that's why I cut in a little bit on that, Trevi, because like you you looked at something you cared about and said, hey, there's an opportunity for me to volunteer more of my time. Let's be very clear on how this works, right? Oh, I'm going to go to this event and speak and volunteer. No one's getting paid. No one got paid to speak at NFT London. No one got their hotel covered. No one got their airfare covered. All of that is us saying, and I will tell you, like I am the, the bullish level for me on the people that are willing to back up their claim, sacrifice, and love for this space. There are a lot of people that talk about how much they love this space that have not backed it up with results or backed it up with flying across the pond and, and taking the L. And guess what? We couldn't mint art gobblers because we spent our ETH on coming to NFT London to share our message with a bunch of great people that we love. And it's not a shot. It's more of like a, hey, let's be real. Like, uh, And I said this on the, uh, episode two episodes ago. You know, For those that are out there right now, I know there's a lot of people that are struggling. You know, the world, the recession, and there's a lot of things that are going on, but you, we also have to make sacrifice for the things we want. And if you want to attend the next NFT NYC, if you want to text to attend the next, you know, Art Basel or NF, uh, Miami NFT Week or Crypto Business Conference or Crypto, um, you know, the Crypto uh, Creator Economy ex- uh, Experience, I'm just going to tell you right now, decide which NFTs you don't mint between now and then that you can stack that ETH, that you can then pay for that airplane ticket. You can play for that that piece. And and I'll say that Jordash, before we kind of wrap on this, you know, one of the other things as you know, as an entrepreneur, you mentioned yourself, but also as someone that, you know, believes in the power of this space. There's also an element, you know, we did, we did the draft yesterday and, and, and Travi, you missed the, you missed the draft. Uh, I know, which was a, you know, a little bit of a, you know, Travi was on his way here. You know, let's just say there's a lot of things going on in, uh, in London. And, uh, I'm just thankful that everyone's been able to spend the time here on the podcast a little bit. But, you know, one of the things we mentioned, um, in the, in the draft episode yesterday was like how not only is it like founders, but it's like founders that have already proven themselves to where we can just kind of double down so, you know, Trevi has proven himself, right? He proved himself as a teacher, which shout out to everyone. If you're a teacher, if you're a spouse, you're, you're someone in your life, your mom, your dad, your, your son or your daughter are in the education space. I just say thank you. I think I, I pass that thank you on. Uh, it's one of the most thankless jobs. You know, the, the mother of my children is a, is a high school teacher. And I'm, you know, I've been able to witness that sacrifice for, for many, many years. The, the, the lack of uh, not only the lack of support, but also the lack of, of just really uh, respect that that craft also you know provides. But I think there's also just this this piece that I wanted to kind of end this episode on is like, you know, Travi, what you were doing when you were asking the follow up question is that you were checking your ego at the door because there's a lot of people that ask that question to Spotty and it's a flex. I got Spotty to reply, but I can't let Spotty know that I don't know more. Or I want to know more because it's like a, you got to be you have to like you have to be willing to be like, you know what? I'm curious. Tell me more. And that is a big, it's a big, it takes a big man, a big woman, non-binary, whatever you, however you identify. It takes, it takes a lot for us to recognize that our ego isn't what builds relationships, but in many cases is what our ego gets in the way. Jordan, throw us a little bit uh, of what your take is on that, especially as entrepreneurs, because I think one of the, the places that we can miss, and I, I'll put everybody's you know links here in the, in the show notes, of course, you'll be able to follow both of these guys. But I would say one of the things that people are missing is like the business acronym that it takes to to survive in this space. And a lot of that is your ego isn't paying your bills. Your ego isn't keeping your team employed and keeping the, their food on the table. Give us a little bit on that. 
Dude, 100%. You, you, you know what I do in my Web2 space, right? This is, I do a lot of coaching um, and consulting for executives and brands on building those strategic relationships in the space. And um, Travi, exactly what you said. There's, there's two ways to do this authentically. There's be curious and then there's serving. How can, I, how can I serve that person? What can I do for that person? What are their problems they're having? How can I, how can I show to them that, hey, I want to help you out. There's nothing. I, I don't want anything in, in return. I want to serve you to help you achieve your goal, make your life easier, help you make, get, get further along in your mission. Or the, the, the other side, like you were talking about, fans, was that curiosity, right? Look, my son's 20 months old. I'm seeing curiosity all day, every day around him, right? And he's reminding me every day of that, the, the curiosity that we lose as we're adults because there's societal expectations on us to be able to do things or be smart or not ask a dumb question or make that perception of, oh, we actually know what they're talking about. And in reality, we're like, I have zero clue of what they're having a conversation about. And, 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 with, and the only reason we're doing that it's because so we don't look dumb. It's so we don't, because we don't want to ask, well, what is that? And the people are like, well, they start judging you, right? So that's number one is what I will say is, guys, no one in this space knows everything. We are learning daily. Why? Because it's still a ball of clay. We're still, we're still shaping this industry. We're still shaping how this technology is going to be leveraged. So anybody that looks at you or judges you based off you ask a question, they're not going to be around very long, right? So that's number one is, is, is check your ego meaning Ask questions if you don't know something. Ask questions if you're curious. If you're curious, and actually, I would tell you to dust off your curiosity bug, gene, whatever you want to call it, and become more curious. Be intentional, being curious, and ask questions because that's how you open doors. And here's the funny thing: is you know, you know what us humans love to do? We love to talk about ourselves. We love to. So when you ask somebody advice, they feel honored that you're asking for their advice. If you, if you ask them a question about their project or what they're working on, they'll feel honored. They want to tell you more, right? So, you're, so it comes down to asking questions, understanding what they're, what they're, excuse me, understanding what they're interested in, understanding where their energy is going, and start asking questions around that. That's going to open up doors all day long. And so if you're a founder or you're a creator in this space, guys, this is a business. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat myself again. You are running a business. And I'm going to tell you right now, the thing is, in, in entrepreneurial space, a lot of people make the mistake, they start, they start sh- focusing on short-term gains, short-term wins, flashing the pan wins. I'm just going to go on TikTok and do this and get viral. Well, what, are, are, do you have infrastructure set up to take that virality and actually monetize that or maximize that? So you can go get your spotty conversation, go flex with spotty, not you, Travi, but the people that I've seen, in, seen here in London try to do. But guys, that's not going to last in the long run. But you know what's going to last? Relationships. It doesn't matter what business you're in. I don't care if we're in Web 2, 3, 16, 42. I don't care. At the end of the day, it's about relationships. We're in this, we're in, we're on this world for building relationships. I'm an entrepreneur to build a better life for my family so I can spend more time and have deeper relationships with the people that I care about. Right? You're building your project right now to be able to form deeper relationships with the people in the school, with themselves, with their love of the, of, of the creation, and then the, the impact they're going to be able to do. So you need to learn how to build relationships as a human, but do it in an authentic way where there's not a transaction or expectation. Um, so I will tell you that right now. Like, and so check your ego at the door, ask questions, and at the end of the day, treat it like a business. Uh, it's really funny how you said that too about checking your ego at the door because fans, well, I don't know if you and I talked about this, but 
Anytime I have a conversation with somebody, whether I offer for them to come on the podcast or I ask them, I, I, I just expect them to not have the time of day, right? I just expect them. This to- is true. He apologized 19 times on the call with me. Like, fans, I know you're so busy. I can't believe you took this time out for me. I was like, dude, Trevi, I'm the one that was a jerk. I couldn't get on the call with you. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no. So, but that's the thing. Like, if you're in it for the right reasons, right, like your ego shouldn't come into play. And I know that there's a lot of like when you're stacking ETH over a project, if you're a founder, like it's it's very difficult to not have an ego. But I think as long even if you have to pivot, right, even if along the way you have to pivot, you have to change some things, you're making a lot in your project, you're not making a lot in your project. As long as you stay true to like your 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 heart, your soul, your mission of why you're doing that in the first place. Sure, you might have different ways to get there, but the true you is going to show at some point. So I hope everybody out there understands like who the true me is. Like it, the, the bring one love to web three is not just a tagline fans though. I mean, I know you get asked to advise projects all the time. It was an immediate yes, which by the way, thank you because you don't have to do of course. that. But I just think like your belief in me and Jordash, your belief in me and everybody else who I've been able to talk to, you're not, you're not believing necessarily in just me, right? You're believing in the future of, of what the blockchain can deliver to these kids, what these kids can do down the road as artists or musicians, the people who we love and support now. These are the people who need to be making money. How many music, you know, how many days, how many parties, how many car rides do we listen to music? And then what? These musicians aren't getting paid that much because of this streaming service isn't delivering it to them or this record company doesn't want to pay them that much. Well, guess what? Now they can get paid. Now they, you know, that those are the people, those are the kids right now that are going to be selling their stuff on the blockchain. So I, I got nothing but love for this whole space. I got to be honest. All right, Spotty. Uh, Spotty. Ah, Look at that. The hat. See the hat. You the did hat. it too. Yo, uh, all right, Travi, uh, give us the, so what, what was the link again for the, the project? So ogjourney.com is where you can read about the project. You can read about the first character drop. There's going to be an array of characters over a long period of time uh, designed by Tyler Vaughn, the artist. Uh, the storytelling is going to be done by me, there's uh, going to be small drops. Once each character drop is sold, um, then that character will not be released again. Uh, as I said, there's going to be multiple characters over a long period of time. They will change over time. It's either going to be through a comic. Uh, there's going to be a comic book or an animation, depending on Tyler <laughs> Tyler's time. We have brand partnerships developing. There's a whole lot of stuff. But listen, all that stuff is the fun, the fun, the fun stuff for the collector. The legitimacy of what we're going to do for these kids and these artists who are currently in the space. That's that's my mission. But what you didn't ask me was who I would pick in the NFT draft. Uh, yeah. So who who would you pick in that <laughs> NFT draft? No, I'm just joking. No, I am curious. Okay, well, I'm going to give you two. I'll let you get two of the five. Yeah, and only one can be over one ETH. Who are the two that you're drafting? Two? You get to pick two. One one can be in your wallet. One can not be in your wallet. But only one can be over one ETH. Uh, so I don't get five picks. I get two picks. Yeah, you're going to get two in this oh one. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, see, it was hard enough to think about the five. I heard your episode I yesterday. I, well, I know, hey, I, but I had to throw curveball because that's you know that's how we're gonna work. So, right, so over one ETH, right, over one ETH. So I'm I'm torn. There's a collector one that's over one ETH, which would be the gift goat, right? Then there's a creator one, which is my crew, which is the OG Collective. So I have to represent for my crew the OG Collective because we've got some of the greatest people building in the space. You know, shout out everyone at the OG Collective. At OG Collective 200, I, I have to I have to support the crew because the people I've met through there and the things that we're building as a DAO and all the fun stuff that goes along with that is really really special. Under one ETH in my wallet or yeah, not in my wallet? Either one. I'll let you go. Either one on that one. All right. So 
Oh, man. One? Uh, and I'm not going to let you go crypto chicks because we all know the love for crypto chicks. Sorry. I know you were thinking that. I, I was about to say crypto <laughs> chicks. Um, so, I mean, an easy one would be my ENS domain, Travi.eth. But I really think that you know one person who's taught me a lot about NFT utility, um, and everyone knows I'm a huge music fan. We talked about him a lot. Is Spotty. Uh, I love what Spotty, Spotty Wi-Fi is doing for the community. I love what he's doing for NFT music and musicians. Um, he's standing up and he's onboarding new musicians into the space. He's co-signed by Snoop. He's got a song with Bun B, you know, shout out like H-Town. Uh, he's got a song coming out with Jim Jones. He just did one with Baron Davis, uh, NBA player. I mean, I, I just love what he's doing, and that's why I rep his hat. Like I'm, I, I love what he's doing for the space. So, I mean, I guess that's those are good ones. I mean, how about that one? OG Collective and and Spotty Wi-Fi, uh, and I'll say both of them got love during the draft too, because I, I would say we, we we gave some love to both of them because I think you know we're it's a it's a tough one to only pick, uh, and you know, and for all those that are listening too, I think one of the the beauties of this space is that you can feel the heart between the three of us, the love, the passion. And just for a little context, I'm going I'm to pull up. It is uh, 10.30 p.m. Uh, London time on uh, what would have been day three of the of the conference, right? We are, we've been going strong. We all have to get on our early flight tomorrow morning. And I pulled these guys aside and said, hey, let's, let's jam out for an episode. I'm flying tomorrow. Uh, I need you guys to take the time. And not only did they jump at the opportunity, but they just dropped a whole bunch of knowledge on everybody here. Make sure you guys give them a follow. Make sure you listen uh, to a lot of things that they're putting out there. Check, you know, especially on Twitter, great follows um, out there. And, and I'll leave everybody kind of like with this. And I think, you know, it's beautiful. I, I hadn't heard uh, Jordash say the, you, know, you can't see the label from the inside of the bottle. I, that that was a, that's a fire, a fire one, my friend. I really, really like that, uh, that view. And I think the other part about it is, you know, when you surround yourself with good people, you sometimes get lost on how good and they, how big of an impact you can individually make. And I, I talk a lot about screenshot awesomeness, and I, I swear by this, and I just wish more people did it. You know, these good moments, like right now, right? Like when you, if you're listening to this and you're feeling good or you have something going on, like open up your notes in your iPhone. I saw Jordash doing it during this episode, right? And, and it's something I do all the time, right? If I hear something good, someone quotes something, or even someone comes up and tells me something good, I write it down in my, in my notes to remember that because there are tough times. There are days where you feel less than. There's days, I can tell you, this damn podcast. I mean, the countdown is great, but I mean, I almost wish we weren't counting down because <laughs> the countdown has made these last, like, uh, just say 90 days uh one hell of a ride but the the part of it is is that idea that i don't know who's listening i don't know who who's who i'm impacting but man each time i mean each time a listener says brian thanks for this or brian i I don't even in nfts anymore but i can't stop listening to your podcast because it's so much more than that like that message inspires me to keep going down the message i'm going and i and i we, we can't you know uh take that for granted and i'm very blessed to be surrounded by uh you know these two uh amazing gentlemen as well as so many amazing people that we met uh here in london and we'll see uh around the blockchain uh we'll see you know fired up on the blockchain we'll see them on their og journeys as well and so uh for everybody listening uh i'll say one last time from london uh, a hip hip cheerio and uh until tomorrow my friends uh make it a great day cheers the Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365.